<clears throat> the last two lectures, this one and the one in the afternoon, is really about the distortion of interest rates through the conspiracy of governments and banks. Uh, so, in the first part of the course, we discussed how the interest rate is being formed, the origin of the rate of interest and sources. We have gone through the hoarding and indirect exchange of wealth and income and so on. And I'm suggesting that this is the natural explanation theory, and I patterned it in Menger's corresponding discussion of the origin of money. But now let, we, let us discuss how this was distorted. And the greatest threat to economics or the proper application of economic science in practice is the conspiracy of these two power centers. One is the government and the other is the banking system. And this conspiracy is motivated by the need of government to spend. And of course government very much like to spend, but very much dislike to tax, because tax <coughs> in many cases will be resisted, and also the governments will be uh, censored later if their various promises of, sky, of pie in the sky don't, realize, don't uh, get realized, then the governments are in an uncomfortable position. So an easy way out of this uh, situation is for the government to go to the banks and uh, float bonds to finance government deficits. The problem is that very soon they will find out that uh, uh, their borrowing power is limited by the rate of interest. As they borrow more, the higher rate of interest uh, <coughs> they will have to pay. And uh, Uh, it's a plausible idea for the government to persuade the banks to uh, to buy the bonds. And this in effect is 
monetization of government debt, which is a very uh, dangerous uh, path to follow because this is inflationary in the sense that you expand the money supply at the expense of um, uh, poor, I shouldn't say at the expense, but by using poor backing. I mean, money should be backed ideally by gold and short-term commercial credit. Talking about consumer goods which are in the highest, most urgent demand. And pictorially I represent this by movement of consumer goods, fastest moving consumer goods to the consumer. It means that the consumer wants those things uh, which are covered by this commercial credit uh, most urgently before anything else. And therefore, the, I express this by saying that the uh, next best asset a bank can have is real built. Second only to gold. There's nothing better than commercial credit. Now, if you replace this by government debt, then you are certainly de uh, deteriorating the quality of money. So sure, the banks uh, listen to the government's overture and uh, say, okay, something for something. So, what are you going to give me in exchange? We'll, we'll buy government bonds, but what can you offer in, in turn? So then uh, the government might just say, okay, we compromise the banking regulation, uh, we uh, uh, look at the other way when we, our banking inspectors discover that you are overstating the value of your assets and understating the value of your liabilities and what other things can uh, the banks ask for by way of <laughs> compensation for their favor in having a cozy place in the in the uh, balance sheet of the bank for government bonds. See, the trouble is that 
if the secondary market is the determinant of the value of the market value of the government bond, this is very often embarrassing for the government uh, and shows every kind of weakness which might occur. But if the bank buries these government bonds in the balance sheet, this is a good thing for the government because these embarrassments can be avoided. So what else? I'm, I'm missing something, am I? Uh, what, what if the secondary market has no bid? Well, then the banks have to step in, you know. But they don't do this unless they are compensated. So this is given. Uh, it's a conspiracy now, that's the word. Let's not beat it around the bush. Okay. So there it is. We have that situation <coughs> that the banks and the government conspire and as a result the, uh, the interest rate is corrupted. Now we had this here at an earlier lecture uh, in a different context. We start from this yield curve and one of the things which will happen is the uh, what I call the illicit interest arbitrage Because what it means is borrow short, to land long. So the, ba the banks <coughs> borrow short term money and turn around and lend it out long term. So what this means on this chart is this is short. Because the horizontal axis is the number of years to maturity. Okay? So we show it here from 0 to 30 years maturity. So borrowing short could be say borrowing for say two years, okay? The vertical axis is the rate of interest. 
and these charts show how you can borrow at a lower interest rate if you go short term. And long means long maturity. So say here, this is short. It's a bit confusing because we use long short in two different senses and we have to be careful <laughs> never to mix it up. The short is used in here in the sense short maturity and long maturity. But there's also another sense we use long and short. What, what is this? Other sense? Buying and selling. Buying and selling. Uh, Buying is long. Surplus and deficit. You see, if you buy, you are long. Yeah. Because you hold the commodity. If you sell, you are short. Because you don't have the commodity, but you have sold but you don't have a lot of people of difficulty understanding this. But what, uh, you know, we do here is sell in a more general sense, namely sell or make a commitment to sell or, or uh, the, uh, you can get out of the commitment to buy, that's also, okay, but we are not talking about this, we are talking about the maturity, okay. So, borrow short and lend long is, comes under this uh, interdiction, illicit interest arbitrage. This is illicit. It's easy to see why. Because you have a long commitment but a short backing for it. And this means this here will mature way before the other. And that means at the moment this matures you will be without backing for your commitment. So this has to be immediately replaced or rolled forward. But that's, we don't know the future. Nobody knows. And this is assuming such a commitment, is assuming that you will be able to roll over your short borrowing or find another arrangement to borrow short at the same or lower interest. And that's of course a big if. You may not be able to do that. And when that happens, the whole arrangement is uh, getting uh, um, getting upset. And when too many banks do this, then 
that's the question which I'm asking and discussing now. What happens? Well, you see, uh, first of all, why do banks do this Ill illicitly? Because this is, should not be allowed. Namely, borrowing short and lending long. Because they pocket the interest on the long leg and out of this they pay a lower interest on the short leg because this is what they borrow so they have to pay interest on that and this is what they land which means they are collecting the interest on the long leg but this is higher you see these curves are increasing. So as you go to the right, your rate of interest is higher. And there's a positive difference. And they pocket this, the banks, pocket this uh, interest without performing any useful service. In fact, not only they do not perform any useful service, but they are doing something which is very damaging. Because let's follow up what happens when uh, banks are pursuing this, uh, uh, this uh, type of strategy. Anybody would like to, uh, because it's fairly obvious, to uh, say what is happening when the banks borrow short to land long? Well, you have to liquidate your... If you can't do the short end, you have to sell your, uh, your, your long assets for whatever bid you can get. No, but even before we get there, just the very fact that they they reduce the they uh, spread uh, uh, land long lending long is the same as in terms of a bond. What? Uh, how could you uh, rephrase lending long in in the language of bonds? Buying. Buy the bonds, okay, buy the bonds. And when they borrow short in terms of language of bonds, what does that mean? Sell. Sell the bond, okay. So when they uh, buy the bond, What happens to the bond price? Tends to go up. And what happens to the uh, bond price in the short end? Go down. No, something wrong because <laughs> I'm coming. I'm trying to come to the flattening of the flattening of the yield curve. The seesaw. 
the interest rate will be pushed down or pushed up at the short end. I, I wonder if it's, the, if it's the seesaw. So here is the initial yield curve, okay? No. That's the asymptote to which uh, these should approach. Um, flattening of the yield curve means that the spread gets smaller, but it, it seems so. There's some some problem here. Let's straighten it out. Um, no, you've got it right, and this will um, come up. And this will come down, so it will look uh, maybe something like, and then well, it, it, uh, I think they all turn down. Well, let's just say that we're sort of oh, okay. only arbitrarily close. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's the first, right? Mm -hmm. Interest rate is pushed up on the long end. It should be down. Say, uh, yeah. So um, <clears throat> this is the first one, and then. That's the second one, and. That's the third one. So one, two, three. <clears throat> third is. I, I'd like to see the zero. So that's not zero. No. Well, I would like to see the zero. Okay. So. We'll put it here. But also how these. No, I mean there there will be a, a similar to, to the, this one, this black one. Then goes like this. Hmm. The first red one goes like this. Second like this, third like this. And why do I call this the flattening? It's not this part that flattens, it's this part. Flattening of the yield Later, but at, uh, initially, yeah. it just keeps flattening. But what happens is not that ultimately it becomes a horizontal line, because 
in this scenario, in this scenario, you have the uh, you have more and more instability in the financial system uh, for reasons which we already mentioned that uh, uh, the uh, short lag matures, then it has to be rolled forward and uh, or new short-term loans have to be raised, but the trouble is that this may not be possible at the at the lower rate of interest or the same rate of interest and therefore it becomes unstable and ultimately this is what happens so I come to the so-called inverted yield curve and here is that asymptote but now, what happens is that it shoots above, the interest rate will shoot above this asymptote and turn around and becomes falling. You see, in all the normal, this is the normal yield curve. You have rising. A lot, this is very logical because the longer term you borrow, or say the longer term you lend, the greater risks you run. So then you are compensated by a higher rate of interest. This is very logical. But this here is illogical. Right? And what this indicates, this is the inverted. Yield curve. Could you comment on this? Why? How this could come about if it's illogical? What could be the extra uh, condition in the market when this happened? That this illogical thing occurs? What makes the yield curve invert? What forces will appear at this stage. You know, this, is, this ha has to happen very quickly. This is not a slow transition from a rising or normal yield curve to an inverted. This first flattens and then very quickly inverts. Yes? Um, the liquidity crisis in the short term. Yeah. 
liquidity uh, prices, the interest rates are a bit lower. Yeah. Even panic. This suggests there's a panic. What is the cause of panic? The cause of the panic is the shortage of short-term funds, okay? Shortage. of short-term funds. <clears throat> Overborrowing short-term and uh, this is, is a violent change in the system. Normally uh, there is no shortage of short-term funds. And here, when the banks <coughs> overdoing and falling over themselves uh, in uh, borrowing short lending long, then the balance is upset, shortage of short-term funds, a panic, and this inverts the yield curve. So, uh, this is the punishment for doing illicit interest arbitrage. This is a loophole, it should be plugged and in a new gold standard, if that's what we are going to have, this should be outlawed, should be forbidden by law for the banks to seek profits. We do see the possibility of uh, making a profit, but this is illicit. It is an unnatural thing to borrow short and lend long. It's an unnatural thing, it's inviting trouble. It's the seed of the seeds of destruction should not be allowed, okay? And uh, that's what we learn from history.